Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. We're getting ready to um, head into Kingspan Breffney in a couple of hours for the All-Ireland Champions come into town. And Paul, it, Paul Fitzpatrick, as always, joins me from the Anglo-Celt. It got me thinking, you know, with all of the proposals, all of the changes that people are talking about, the, the new split season, blah, blah, blah. If the McKenna Cup goes and you're a team that's down in Division 4 or Division 3, you don't get the opportunity at all, bar maybe a one day out in an Ulster Championship, to play a Tyrone or an Armagh or these these Division One sides. So, it has its advantages. Yeah, I, I like the kind of cup. I think there's good interest in it. And people are mad for football because it's January, um, and you're just coming out of Christmas. And like we've seen huge crowds at McKenna Cup games. You get a decent day early in January. Maybe sometimes you see a game or in the second or third of January or, or even before New Year. Sometimes. People are sitting around, they're not doing anything, they're not back to work yet. And but you get great crowds at it. I think it's good. It's better than challenge games. Um, you know, you, you agree. Yeah, managers getting the chance to to uh, try out players in front of a crowd, um, replicate the, the intensity of a proper game to some degree. I like it, but I'm a traditionalist. And I think it's funny now that, that there was a good article by Martin Brownie in The Independent there last week where he, he pointed out something that I hadn't copped, which was basically that a massive proportion of the intercounty games now are going to be played in January and February. Yeah, seen that. Like, like that's kind of law of unintended consequences comes into play there. You squeeze the season, and that's what happens. So, but you know what? I don't know. It right. It, it's it's squeezed into a tighter window now than it was, but it was the case anyway. Like if you think back to the old calendar, um, January, February, March, that was your McKenna Cup league. Games, so you're you're generally you're looking at ten games before St Patrick's Day or in around that period of time. Um, definitely, nah, I don't know. Was it was a ten day? I mean, but you'd be playing the league up until mid April anyway, or coming near the end of April usually. Hmm. Well, um, yeah, I suppose maybe it is mid April. You're still talking about ten games, even if you go to April. It's the it's the fourth month of the year, so you're at twelve, what, fifteen weeks? You're you're still talking ten games in fifteen weeks, and then it went into championship from May on, and from May to August, county players were getting in some cases two games. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And look, it's 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 one of those things that's impossible to solve. Like, um, you know, it's, it's just very hard to know what to do with it. There's pluses and minuses to it. Like, it's good to see that there's space be made for clubs and so on. And it's, but I'd say if you ask county players, a lot of them would say, this is great. Just go flat out at it for six months here and then, or probably less for, for some counties. Mm. And that's it then. And have my life back then. And you can, you know, you can, I know you would go back with your club, but you can recharge the batteries to an extent and then come back. 
whereas it seemed to be a never-ending thing for, for some years there. So it's interesting. But looking ahead to tonight, I mean, I wonder, will Cavan do a guard of honour for Tyrone tonight? That's tradition, isn't it? It is a tradition for the All-Ireland Champions. I'd imagine I don't we know will. if I want them to, but it's tradition. <laughs> We've kind of done a guard of honour, an unofficial one for Tyrone too many times over the years. <laughs> yeah, even when they weren't All-Ireland Champions. But <laughs> I, do you know what? I, I, I take it back. I do think Cavan should do it. I think it's the right thing to do. It's the first competitive game that Tyrone will have uh, played since, obviously, winning the All-Ireland title. So I think they deserve the respect, and and, and I think it's something that... Uh, I, I, I would presume Cavan will do an hour, a guard of honour now that you mentioned it. Having said that, I hadn't thought of it, so hopefully the management have, have thought of it. Yeah, I was looking at the betting for this game. Like, I thought Cavan... you were looking at the betting for the guard of honour. Like, There's betting for the guard of honour. <laughs> There probably is somewhere if you looked online, but uh, Cavan are seven to two with Paddy Power, eleven to four Boyle Sports. I would not like to be setting the odds on this game because Tyrone are just back from their holiday. I heard Tyrone went to Orlando and only came back yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so you wonder how that's going to affect them. They also have new management. If it's Mickey Hart, you kind of know, right? He's going to try and win this competition. How does Fergal Logan and Brian Dugger approach the McKenna Cup, especially after winning an All Ireland, coming from a holiday? We've no idea what kind of a team they're going to put out tonight. Mm. Um, like they're not uh, going to play out their All Ireland team, surely. Like, yeah. Are they? I, <laughs> see, do you know what? I was looking at at, at the betting last night. I was kind of just um, just to see was there any value in it. And I was looking at Tyrone, and I was like, yeah, yeah. Look, Tyrone should win it. And then I, I I held back, and I was like, Cavan's performance against Armagh was good. I think that they should have more players back. From what I'm hearing. There should be at least another three players back available that, that are genuine starters or usually starters. Um, and then Tyrone, if it was Mickey Hart, like you said, you, you'd say there's absolutely no doubt about it. Tyrone's going to win this game because they put all their eggs into the basket for, for all games. But we haven't found out exactly what Fergal Logan and, and Brian Duhur are going to do. They haven't played a McKenna Cup. They've, you know, they've played challenge matches. And that's something that we that Mickey Hart was synonymous for not doing. So maybe they look at this as look, it doesn't, it's not the biggest deal in the world. But then do you want to go down the path of of changing a very, very strong association with the McKenna Cup that has led Tyrone? Let's be fair about it, their their love of the McKenna Cup and their success in it has left them at the top of Ulster every single year as in in terms of they're, they're, they're competitive they're always in the conversation who's going to win Ulster Tyrone or you know it's Donegal it's Monaghan it's whoever so why change something that's been working will Tyrone come out and, and put out a very strong team or or definitely a 7-8 of the All-Ireland winning team would, would make it a strong Tyrone team yeah it's a chicken and egg situation really because did Tyrone win so many mechanic cups because they were always in the top two or three teams in Ulster or were they in the top two or three teams in Ulster because they kept winning the mechanic cup I'd, I'd probably say it was it was the first one but it, look it's, it's a hard game it's a hard game to analyse this thing because we don't know but I suppose we can really talk about the Cavan end of it because we have a bit more idea there like I thought the biggest positive coming out of the Armagh game was that so many of the established players were fit and available for selection and were, were there and committed and you know we saw them again we saw Killian Clark Jerry Smith all these fellas you know you came out of the game going okay we didn't win the game but all our main lads are there most of our main players are there and they're fit and they're 
you know, available for selection and they're going to give it another year. And I thought that was a huge positive in itself because we have gone out in the kind of cups before with, with hugely inexperienced sides. Mm. And you're kind of, there has been a sense of that for the last year or so with Cavan that every time Cavan have gone out, since winning also really, every day Cavan have gone out, you're kind of like, you're looking to the next day. Oh, next week, yeah. Next week we be better because we'll have this lad back or we'll have that lad back. You're right. But we've never really had a full-strength team and lost players as it went along. So that, I thought that was a big plus from their man game that you're looking at going, right, well, potentially we could put out almost a full-strength team. Obviously, Kieran Dehala is still out with his cruise shit. But you're close enough there. Like You, you could definitely put out possibly 11 of your first-choice team or 12. And that's really all you have in terms of a first-choice team at the minute. You know what? I was going to say that to you. I, I, I don't know that we have 11 players that we say, well, they're definitely your first choice. And and that's that's something that I'm not sure if that's by design or or as a consequence of the the group that is there. But we definitely we definitely don't know four of our best forwards. There's In my head, I've been thinking more about this over the last week. Like I... I know Garoud is our best forward. That's that's the only guarantee I know. He's he's the one who's going to get the majority of scores for you. I know Martin Riley fit is going to start in the forward line, or I, I well he could start a wing back, but I more often than not he's starting the forward line. Outside of that, th- there's nothing I can bank on in in that forward that I can say for definite, and therefore it it means. When you're looking at looking for stability, where's the stability in the team? It's it, it's more often than not it's in the defence. Yeah. Obviously, it's it's starting with Ray McGalligan. He's he's there and 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 there for good, you know. But well, you can actually you can actually um, you could actually draw a graph of this, Damon, and you could say that from number one to number fifteen, as it goes on, there's a declining level of certainty about who's going to be wearing that jersey. <laughs> number right. one, you know it's going to be Ray Gallagher. He's played every minute of every game for Cavan. Yeah. And you probably know what's going to be McLaughlin in one of the cornerback jerseys. It's going to be Faulkner in the fullback jersey if he's fit, which he generally is. He's not wasn't playing the last day, but Faulkner doesn't tend to get many injuries. Killian um, Clark or Killian the Gunner. Yeah, Killian the Gunner. Luke Fortune is probably going to be there. Look, Luke didn't start in the championship last year. Which was um, a surprise, but it was a surprise because yeah. I just presumed at the time that Luke Fortune was injured. But then I heard after that he wasn't. Mm. I would have thought that Luke Fortune had, was a was a regular, a guaranteed starter now. Mm. Um, but Yoshi, Oshin Kieran, you've got to say is a guaranteed starter. Yeah, uh, Jerry Smith's a guaranteed starter. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's probably most of them are in the back end of the field. James Smith and Thomas Galligan are guaranteed starters if they're fit. Yeah, and available for selection. Yeah. Uh, and Garrod. And after that, then you kind of just throw it all up in the air and see where it lands. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And, that, and that's the that's the difficult part. And and I suppose it's no it's no coincidence that it's at the forward end of the field that we're we're chopping and changing and, and looking for something to come in and supplement what Garode can do. And I think in fairness to the management, leaving Garode in the forward line is the best thing for Cavan. I think we've we've established that Thomas Galligan and James Smith, um, Michael argue as an option, I suppose, for the middle of the field. Although I do think Michael argue's best position is a wing forward. I I, I don't think he's a he's an out and out midfielder. Although he he didn't have a bad game by any means against Armand. It's good Armand midfield. Like Niall Grimley's established there as as one of their midfielders. So. But um, but I think moving growth to the forward line gives you that that consistency there. You know who's going to or what he's going to bring for you. But 
Um, yeah, like after after that, it's at the minute with Martin Riley injured, you just don't know who's who's going to pop in and who's going to pop out, um, who's going to get the scores for you. And and I don't know whether playing somebody um, who's who's not playing to the best of their ability or who's, who's absolutely not doing it, but you leave them in there and you get the confidence. It, it, it reminds me back to Jim McGuinness's book and he talks about McFadden. And he says, it doesn't matter how bad McFadden plays, I'm playing him because I know he'll do it for me in the end. And that that absolute stellar um, confidence and, and, and vote of confidence from the management obviously has its advantages. But that's Colin McFadden. You know, so you could say, right, with Grode McKeown, it doesn't matter how bad he plays, even though he rarely plays bad. Um, doesn't matter how bad he plays, I'm going to play him. You could say that, and that, that statement is fine. But do you say the same about, about uh, you know, I don't know, some of the younger lads coming in? And, you know, I know Shane Brady, it doesn't matter how bad he plays, I'm going to play him anyway. It doesn't have the same resonance. So I, I, I think that does Mickey go and back and stick with three or even two forwards along with Garoud and say, look, at I, I'm going to put all my trust in these guys and then I might chop and change the other three positions, but they're the guys that I'm going to back. Or does he continue to give lads chances and and um, and hope that some of them step up and, 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 and pick on form rather than on potential? That's the thing. Like, If we're going to do anything this year, Calvin do need one or two of these forwards to really emerge. There's no doubt about that, and I, I think I think Paddy Lynch is probably getting a big vote of confidence from the management. Mm. Um, they're looking to turn him into the regular starting full forward, and I think he's he's got the potential and he's got all the physical attributes to do it. Um, but we've talked about this so many times. Like, and I did an interview with Thomas Edward Donahue, which will be playing later in the week, and I asked him about it. I was saying, you know, there's half a dozen or more young forwards in his sort of age group, being around a year or two either way. And they're all vying for places in there and kind of, you know, how is he going to win that battle? I was asking him. So it was interesting to hear his thoughts on it. But he's one that's, that's involved with his club. He'll be coming back into the reckoning and has been playing well. And we'll probably have an advantage maybe over some lads because he's been playing regular football over the winter. Um, so he's coming into the mix as well. You'd imagine Connor Smith's coming into the mix. Ocean Pearson, by, by all accounts, is going to be out for a while. Um because that was a bad hamstring tear he got in the county final. And I think he was mm. carrying a shoulder injury as well, uh, which might have needed surgery. So looks like Oshin's going to be going to be misheard, which is unfortunate, very unfortunate for him. Um, so it's it's going to be fascinating this year to, to watch this battle of these forwards and see who can establish themselves. Because we're going we'd like it'd be nice to look back in a year's time and say, all right. Uh, you know, there's the guy who made it. And some some fella might step up now and play the, the year of his life and we'll be looking back going, Jesus, last January we were sitting around saying, is, is he going to make it? And look at him now. But in over the last year, we were probably in the exact same position last January. And over the last year, none of these lads have really, really done it. They've not really stepped up. Combination of injuries and probably a bit of bad luck and poor form and not taking their opportunities when they got it. So we're, we're still no further on in solving this dilemma up front, I don't think. Mm. Like Keevan, Keevan Riley, we discussed Keevan there the last day. Like, well, he was off the panel for a while. He was back on last year, but didn't really advance himself. And that's another year gone. Like, and we would have always championed him on the podcast as a fellow who should be starting full forward for Calvin. But now he's back in the pack there, and maybe it'll be him that's going to step up. Here's here's the list now, and I'm I'm just jotting down 
the forwards that that have played in the last outside of Garoud, the forwards that have played off the top of my head definitely within the last twelve months for Cavan. So you've Quivian O'Reilly, Patrick Lynch, Connor Smith, Thomas Edward Donahue, Oshin Brady, Connor Madden, Key and Madden, Cormac O'Reilly, um, Oshin Pearson, Martin Riley, Jack McKenna, Paul Smith, Fintan O'Reilly. Who am I missing? And that's Ted. Of Ted, yeah, sorry, I had Ted down. They're not mentioned, sorry. Um, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Yeah, I'd say, I'd, I'd say there's more as well if we thought about yeah, it. There is, yeah, you know, so probably it, big names we're probably forgetting there. Yeah, it's it, 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 there is a problem in terms of what, what, what's going on there. We're not, none of them have stepped up, none of them have taken the bull by the horns and 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 said, Well, look, I'm holding on to this jersey and. You know, look, maybe it's a consequence of of our defense being strong. You know, our defenders maybe are are knocking confidence in in training sessions. Nobody can get their their head and keep it up above water. But I I don't know. It's it's a dilemma that Mickey has, and and I'm sure causes him all sorts of headaches because, like all of those players, all the mentioned players there, they all have talent. They all have the ability to to step up, but. It's staying at a consistently high basis seems to be seems to be the problem there. But and that you haven't even mentioned some of the lads who who play in the backs or play midfield that sometimes play in the forwards like Thomas yeah. Galligan and Oshin Cairn and yeah, um, yeah. you know Jerry so Smith or Jerry Smith, Jason so Lachlan, <laughs> Jason Lachlan even yeah, amazing. So like yeah. you know it is it's it's one of these real quandaries like it's hard to know. So like. You'd be hoping that some fellow will step up tonight and maybe take some of these big name to own players for a few points or for a one-two or something and get his confidence up because his confidence as well and like forwards is just relying on confidence a lot of them, um, and it wouldn't yeah. take much. You, know, you can go out in the first round of the league, some lad scores two goals or something, and then he takes off and he tear, tears it up in Division Four, and that's all it might take to catapult a career. You're true one-on-one, you put it on, under the bar rather than over. And you've got a goal to your name instead of a point, and and you're the hero, and that's you know with young fellas and forwards in particular, I think that that's a big part of it. So, looks going to be a big part of it too. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Sorry, I forgot two names: Quevin McGovern and, and Sean McAvoy. Both. Oh Jesus! Yeah, you're up to fifteen different forwards in the last year and a half. So, um, a lot in it. But look, we'll have reaction after the game. Um, on our diehard service over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan and we look back over the All-Ireland champions coming to town um, if you want to catch up on that Brady's Arva Limited main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years a family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. I... A result from the weekend that caught my eye. I don't know where you're watching out for this one. Steelstown, six points. Moortown, four points. So the team that beat uh, Butler's Bridge in, in the intermediate semi-final, Ulster semi-final, which was an absolutely an attacking masterclass, as far as I could see, um, by Steelstown. Um, now, look, we, we, we did mention 
obviously in the build-up, Butler's Bridge go out to attack you. They, they go out to go at you. And in doing so, in being so attack-minded, they may leave gaps at the back. And, and while it's their strength, it's always their, it's also their weakness. But then for them, for Steve's time to go out and win, uh, obviously an absolute dogfight. It showed that that was a damn good Steelstown team. Yeah, I couldn't believe it when I saw that score. I was looking for it, um, and then I saw this 6-4. I just could not believe it, but I'd imagine Moortown must have went out with 25 men behind the ball. <laughs> I, I could, that's all I can think dogs. of. Unless the weather conditions were absolutely horrendous, which I don't think they were that bad around no. the province. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was a remarkable scoreline in the Ulster final, but especially when Steelstown have been scoring so freely. Like I, I did hear it said that, that Moortown were, were not the best team in their own in intermediate, that they had sort of come from off the pace. They were regarded as like six, seven, eight around that. They'd kind of just put a run together and come from off the pace and won that championship. So they went on and got to the Ulster final. I think that was a real surprise package. Um, but yet they were favourites for Ulster. Once they won Tyrone, they were favourites for Ulster. Yeah, I'm surprised at that now. Maybe it's just because they won Tyrone and they have a good record in it or something. But I, I was talking to a Tyrone man who was telling me that. So, oh, yeah, um, yeah. Speaking speaking of forwards, then I mean, uh, before we before we go on, we better bring an update on the Jordan Morris situation as well. Yeah, that's a. It's turning into a bit of a Novak Djokovic situation, isn't it? <laughs> Novak's. Well, I don't know what what Jordan's vaccination status is, but uh, we'll not, we'll not. I mean, that's why Nobber are objecting that he hasn't got his booster yet. Uh, yeah, but it 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 doesn't look like it's as straightforward as as Kingscourt would like it to be. Well, I was talking to a source in Kingscourt, and what I can gather is that basically the player approached the club. That's the first thing. So Kingsford made a new submission last Friday. So the CCCC and Crow Park were dealing with it. It's now moved on, I think. Uh, Fergal McGill is is looking after it. It's his department. Be very well regarded official in Crow Park. And Kingsford made a, a fresh sub- submission, I think, last Friday. And part of their case is that, number one, Jordan Morris started his football career at Kingscourt. Um, he lives in Kingscourt. His father played with Kingscourt, won a senior championship and played county minor with Cavan. Uh, so he's extremely close links with, with Kingscourt. He works in Kingscourt. So that's part of their case. Another part of it is that he he approached them. Uh, so they didn't go poaching the player. And I think that's important as well. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> his his address where he was living, his home address, was Kingscourt County Mead. So part of Kingscourt obviously overlaps into County Mead. The parish goes in there. Uh, so like he's the closest thing you can get to a Kingsford man. This is no, this is not some bogus thing. <coughs> Excuse me, I'd it's even, not I, I, some I'd bogus even, transfer. Yeah, I'd, I'd even say it's not the closest thing. He, he is from Kingscourt. His address is Kingscourt, so he he is a Kingscourt man. Yeah, well, he he was born in Kingscourt, I think, and lived there for a few years, and then went to Narborough. But he had family ties in Narborough as well. But uh, Narborough have objected to it. I understand on the residency rule. Uh, that's what I've been told. So it's gone back to Crow Park. I think Nobber have objected a couple of times. There's a possibility that he might not play club football this year and he could still play with Mead. Now, the interesting part of it is that Andy McAtee, the Mead manager, is, is a Nobber native. Yeah. So I don't know is he, what his thoughts on the transfer are. Uh, there is a tradition in Mead that players would go to senior clubs. That's mm-hmm. something Sean Boylan used to encourage. And it happened several times that Big name Mead players, all Ireland winners. Andy McIntyre done it, didn't he? Actually, Andy McIntyre himself moved up to Dunboyne, 
But it would have happened a lot, like John McDermott, I think, was one. And uh, Garrity moved to a couple of different clubs. It would have been quite common to me that county players would move to a senior club, which doesn't really happen in Cavan, in fairness. Uh, Inter-club transfers are quite rare in Cavan. There's a few examples, but they're rare enough. Like, you can only name out probably three or four big ones in the last 25, 30 years. So it's a re- it's turning into a real saga. And what I've been told is it's 50-50 at the minute. Uh, now, I do think that it sounds like Kingsford have a strong case. And I, if I had the money on it, I'd say they probably will get this over the line, but maybe not. So there's a chance then there was a rumour that, that he, he might go and play football in America for the summer after his involvement with Meade is over. Um, and they might look to transfer to Kingsford then for next year, as in for 2023. So it's all over the place, but... Which is unfortunate, but, but they, they're they're expecting some white smoke on it within the next week or so. It's funny too that because you can, he he can go and play football in America, so as in head on over there, and I think that Nabra will have very little opportunity to to turn that over if he does that. But then on the return, he has the opportunity to go to whatever club he wants on the way back. I think. So, th- yeah, look, the rule book is, is just so complex. But yeah. what the Kingscourt source did say to me, he says you can't really blame Nubber to an extent, like they want to hold on to him. But oh, yeah. this sort of team does cause probably bad feeling. Um, so it's really unfortunate. But one thing he is for certain is what an outstanding player he is. Like he is an extraordinary player. Like it's a pity he wouldn't come. For Kingscourt, isn't it? <laughs> it's a pity he wouldn't come to Cavan as well as Kingscourt because Listen, we'll take it one step at a time. We've just been moaning here about about forwards and this guy is just different gravy like yeah. he scored 2-6 in the intermediate final when number won it a couple of years ago he scored 3-4 on his on his uh, Leinster Championship debut against Wicklow he came off the bench I think it was in a league game got three points against Dublin like he's the I real deal he, he's he's a huge powerful player like and he's very, full of football very accurate like he's an outstanding player and as you say game changer is not the word for Kingsford Kingscourt go nearly to the top of the betting for me if they get Jordan Morris because I think it's so tight at the top in Cavan and anyone can generally beat anyone on a given day as, as we can see well we're in the top six we'll say but as we can see in the last few years with different teams win the championship every year mm. you get in a player like that who's still improving yeah 21 uh, like yeah. 21 years of age and, and as you said look at he, he takes all the boxes in terms of what what Cavan want, never mind what Kingscourt wants. So, it's um, look, I don't, I don't think the Cavan thing is something that's on the horizon. No, there's no suggestion he's going to play with Cavan. No, no, which is which is unfortunate. Which is, but look at he when he has the opportunity to play top league football with with Mead. You know, the carrot probably isn't that um, tempting to play with Cavan at the moment. That's it. That's it, yeah. Unfortunately, but um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting and I suppose then they're changing manager and there's strong rumours that an ex-Monaghan senior footballer is going to take the reins um, in in Kingscourt. So we'll we'll wait with bated breath for confirmation on on that as well. Mm. Well, it's all, yeah, I don't think it's any harm to say it's Owen Lennon has been strongly linked with the job. So, Mm. um, that would be very interesting. Like, I think Owen Works in the school in Coothill, or he did, so yeah, uh, he know yeah. the cabin scene as well. So, um, that'll be ver- that'll be very interesting too. So, interesting times ahead. The other th- the other thing worth mentioning quickly is that we've got two cavan men, um, uh, playing outside of the county in the preseason competitions as well because David Phillips from Garner is on, on the, the Sligo, Sligo panel. panel. 
they list their panel and he was saying and Evan O'Donnell is on the Leitrim panel yeah. uh, so we've got two Cavan men there playing I think David is playing with St Mary's in Sligo so it's interesting that, that you know, if he Cavan establishes will be coming himself, up against both of those teams in the league yeah yeah and if he establishes himself with, with uh, Sligo it'd be interesting to see when he go back to Garner or what story is there because he was a, a starter at cornerback for years for Garner and then he leaves them so you're talking about a county uh, panel standard player leaving them then to go on and go so close to winning the, the championship and winning the league as well so it could be another I'm one back just, in the mix I'm laughing I'm laughing because I'm, I, I, I immediately got the image of Cavan play Sligo over Markovic and David Phillips lining out a corner back but him being told well what you do a man marking job on Connor Madden Connor Madden comes out from the dressing room um, I think it's on the on, kind of behind the pitch and on the white line waiting for him, staring eyeball into him, is David Phillips. <laughs> We've seen him do it in the past. Like the chances are fairly good. Like it's yeah. I, I can't wait for that game. I hope David Phillips is playing just to see because I, I loved him as a quarterback. He was old school. Um, you know, he was he was ruthless in what he was willing to do. Uh, and and I, I didn't think he was I don't think he's that overly dirty. He's just um he's he's definitely plays the, the psychological line anyway. So <laughs> I can't wait to see that one. Yeah. And lastly, Damien, uh we're once again we were ahead of the curve with our April Fool's Day joke a couple of years ago when we talked about putting up a massive mushroom house type roof over Breffney Park. And we caught a load of people out with that. Yeah. And now Connacht have gone and done it. Yeah. And that is an unbelievable silly. I, I read somewhere that, that it cost three million. Yeah. Yeah. Which is in modern day terms, in terms of big infrastructure like that, that's for, that's for nothing. Like, yeah, I suppose it is for nothing. Like, and and, and it can hold quite a few people in it now. I'm not sure oh, it can hold thousands. Yeah, it's a it's a huge spot. Like, and there's a load of outside outside pitches as well. And um, it is it is just phenomenal. I think that's one of the. I might go and see a game there. Yeah, but I was talking to to a fella who was telling me that his brother's in college in Galway and he's played there a lot. And he said, it's, it's weird. He said, it's really fast and it's quite warm. And he said, it's, it is weird. It's, it's, it's just the fastest football you'd ever play. But um, it's a massive game changer. Massive, massive game changer. And I think we'll see one in every province now in the next yeah. 10 years. Yeah, well, Larry McCarthy kind of hinted towards that um, during the week. But I know um, Sligo IT have played in it and, and Matthew McGahorn um, from Mullahorn played midfield for them, for the Sigerson team there. And it it he said like that very very quick pace to the game, but um and and it's big. It is a very big pitch on it as well. So right. I, th- I think he scored five points or something. He said it was it was enjoyable, it was a real enjoyable experience on it. So Brilliant. um I understand that they're playing. I think one of the games in in this Sigerson Cup over there. So I might just go and look at that. And kill two boards with the one stone. Yeah. But yeah, that was a long time ago. I think that was 2015 or 2016. <laughs> we done that with Kieran Callahan and, and Mark O'Rourke. <laughs> we know even at the time that Kieran Callahan was going to be chairman of the county board and Mark O'Rourke vice chair. Um, <laughs> yeah. We were doing that skit, but yeah, yeah, we might we'll put up the link to that. What what is is it Einstein if you can dream it or or. Inventions, inventions begin at a dreaming stage, isn't that it? Something like that. That's, that's what <laughs> happened. Yeah. We, we manifested it from this podcast. So look at, wonder what's coming next. Is it, is it Jordan Morris? I don't know. We manifested things. <laughs> um, look, folks, thanks very much. Best of luck to Calvin tonight. Um, we'll be having all the reaction over on the Die Hard service over on Patreon.com forward slash We Are Calvin.
Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Kevin, Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time? And then the cave, and it's over the lap. And Kevin are not buried yet. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Brilliant by Calvin. Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah!